0: minus three is presented for the people by Caesar sportsbook the greatest sports betting app of all time download it must be 21 or older
1: give it all you got take your very
2: best shot and may the best team win the time is now the name
1: of the game is action
2: they're on the floor and they're ready to score So let the game begin And
1: let's see how the ball's going to bounce today Welcome to- three
0: with dave damasheff what you just heard there is the nba on cbs theme song back in the 70s happier days i suppose because you were still coming off of the high of the 60s celtics if you are a boston sports fan it's before larry bird arrives and enters into another glorious era now we're on the other side of that back to darkness let's talk about it with our resident Boston sports fan, Kevin Hench. We have much to get to. Hench must be in a delightful mood after the sports weekend. Live wins. His Celts not only lose, they get humiliated. Hi and hello. Welcome to Minus 3. Presented, as always, by Omaha. Eddie Spaghetti in his perch there behind his glass. Hench looking out over all of show business. Ready to get back to those picket lines and sticking it to the man. But first, we have to settle some hash in the world of sports what's happening there kevin hench how are you fella
2: oh my god i just i caught i caught such a massive break this weekend um oh you're in a happy mood i thought you were gonna be yeah. in a, i thought you were yeah, gonna, I'm, gonna in be. A, I'm in a i'm in a happy house
1: <laughs> courtesy oh,
2: good. of uh suzy and the banshees or Susie sue sans banshees mm. uh so months ago i got these tickets for the cruel world music festival in Pasadena um, because my 15 year old Sophie and I uh, share a lot of similar music tastes. She's, she's the coolest 15 year old in the world. And, uh, and I'm, you know, as, as we've established here, I've got like a John Wooden run of father of the year awards and, and yet unsatisfied. I'm still stacking Mm. father of the year awards going for going for 16 years running next year. Uh so Sophie and I are going to spend and by the way, these old bones don't really have music festival stamina in them. Like I don't like uh, nor do I have porta potty stamina. I like you know this music festival that's that's I did want it. There were several bands I wanted to see, but once you're actually confronted with the porta potty, you're like this was a terrible decision. But so so Saturday,
0: <laughs> better to, to take away from old man, Hench is best to just stay within your own four. Walls. Yeah, stay only home bad stuff. Always Go-
2: By the way, I mean, I'm going down to the Red Sox game in Anaheim and I'm going to be on that freeway going, what am I doing? Stay home. That's the I, uh,
0: you know what? I saw that your guys were in orange County for a series and I thought, no way Hench is, is still that sort of gung-ho Boston sports fan. He's, he's way too bitter
2: a soul. He's not going to make that trip. Well, good for you. That's uh, more, you know, catch up with some old, some Sox fans. I haven't seen in a while, but so. Um,
3: I love it. We got to move on from the South. They've shamed us
2: <laughs> to the worst team in the American league East. Uh, so, so the plan is to get to Pasadena and, uh, Get Dahlia, her, her bestie, and then we'll get to the venue in time to see Gang of Four. Dahlia, that's a bold
0: name to tag your daughter with in yeah. Los Angeles, right? Uh,
2: her mom's a punk rocker for sure. Okay. Uh, and so so see Gang of Four on the Sad Girls stage, then make it uh, across the, the venue to Echo and the Bunnymen on the Lost Boys stage. Hmm. Then um, Hustle Over for Billy Idol back on the Sad Girl stage. I caught a couple of uh, five squeeze songs, squeeze squeeze in, in between those. Then back uh, to the Lost Boy stage for Love and Rockets. Then you settle in for Iggy Pop and Susie and the Banshees. Now, Sophie is mostly into Iggy and Dahlia is mostly into Susie. So, so we're we're locked in They're in the mosh pit. I'm in the VIP. I can't believe your 15 year old girl is into Iggy Pop, but it's good for her. So awesome. So those um, so Iggy Pop. Yes, so they're they're in the mosh pit. I'm safely sequestered in the VIP section on the lawn with the grownups. And by the way, it was seventy thousand geriatric goths to see Susie, which is just a hysterical look. Like, wow, you're. You're 63 years old and you're committed to this crazy goth. Look, there's a whole Pittsburgh angle to this. I'll get to in a sec. So, so uh Iggy is Iggy 76 years old and he is, he's, he's not going under screens. He's not flaking out on defense like the Celtics. Like He's <laughs> 76 and he is bringing it like, I mean, when you when you think of the gutless losers that play for the Boston Celtics and compare them to the 76-year-old godfather of punk, like, I can't believe. And by the way, people are not amazed enough. Like, they're like, yeah, he's doing a great job. He's 76 years old. And this is, has lived the punk rock lifestyle, although he did clean up, I think, in the late 70s, macrobiotic diet. But anyway. So yeah, he's
0: he's old man, sinewy muscle, and always yeah, has been. Wouldn't, you he'd kick our. A**. He's right. all
2: a**. sinew. Exactly, he's all sinew. Cheers so, to us getting our a** kicked
0: by a seventy-six-year-old so, man. Cheers.
2: We got to get on the sponsorship. They do LaCroix, it, Roy. Look at what we're doing, man. Love we Troy. love our. I brought. in fact, I pulled this one
0: out with intent. Cucumber. This is, I think, my number one. I like you. Like the cherry lime. LaCroix better. I like Mure Papino. It's cucumber and blackberry. All right, save it Very until nice. paying us, man. Yeah, like, you're right, you're right. Don't give you're it right. away. Yeah. Amen. Uh,
2: so, so now there had been this, in the forecast, there had been like possible thunderstorms. So, you know, I packed a little rain slicker in my backpack and then behind, like off to the distant left of stage left, there's there is lightning above the hills as Iggy Pop is playing, which is kind of amazing. It's adding to the whole light show. And then like his P.A. cuts out a couple times and it's not clear if it's because they're an electrical storm coming or if because the organizer is trying to cut in to say, run to your vehicles. So Iggy's about two thirds of the way through his set And Susie is about to make her first North American appearance in 15 years. Really? Yes. Wow. So I learned all this after the fact. So then Iggy's mic gets shut off. And then an announcement basically comes. They put big, big signs on the screens, leave the venue. Like lightning is approaching. your, Your life is in danger and everyone has to run to their cars. So. (laughs) Most people are like, ah, they're probably kidding. Like, people are not leaving. So then, so then I'm like, well, I got two thirds of Iggy's set, and then, and, and I'm not that, you know, I, there, I like a couple Susie songs, but like, I can live with missing Susie. But you know who can't live with missing Susie is Dahlia. So Dahlia is on the ground crying. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) all right, we got to, we got to hit the road. Yeah. And uh, she's in such deep denial. She's certain that Susie's going to come out like it's going to rain. And then Susie's going to come out. And it's like, no, 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 no. They're telling us to, to shelter outside the venue and not to come back. Right. So it's like slowly dawning on. And Sophie's really, really ministering to Dahlia, like helping her through this crisis. And it's like, and then, and I'm like, I later do a deep dive. I'm like, no problem. Hey, father of the year. We'll, we'll take care of this. We'll just, you know, Susie will be in like San Diego or San Francisco. We'll just do whatever it takes to get you guys in front of a uh, Susie Sans Banshees. And then, um, and then I'm like, Oh yeah, her, her next performance is in Wolverhampton, England. And then it's Spain, Switzerland. Like you're never going to see Susie again this is this was the one in, once in a lifetime opportunity get to, out the hench jet so I mean I was prepared to to go to the go to the credit card to make this girl stop crying. by the way, my girl's okay because she got her Iggy but her friend is is uh is catatonic uh so great so, show and by the way
0: I'm I'm I, it makes me think of a couple of things It's kind of like all of your worlds coming together at once. 76-year-old Iggy Pop getting one over on you is kind of like borderline geriatric James Harden, the way he moves. 76ers doing what he did to the Celts a couple of times in that series. You survived that, but then you have Lightning in your life. The Lightning are a neighbor of the Florida Panthers down there in Florida, and they vanquished your
2: Bruins. It's all kind of... Full circle. It's all quite horrible in the Hmm. Boston spring apocalypse, obviously,
0: but at least your hero, Tom Brady is now part
2: owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. That's got to make you feel good. It's going great. Should be a great time down at the ball yard in Anaheim. It's going great. It's going great. So we finally get, we get Dahlia and, and Sophie moving toward at least toward where we, and by the way, there's like terrible cell phone reception. So, parents trying to find their kids. It's all a mess. Um, we get, <laughs> we get out, we, we, we get home and it's just like, wow, force majeure lightning. You can't, I mean, I'm sure Iggy would have died for the cause, but Susie's probably like, I'm, I'm 65, not 76. I got to, I got some more years. So the next morning, the festival tweets out doors open at five Iggy pop and Susie are playing Iggy's playing again. Wow. And Susie's going to play a full set instead of like a festival set. It's now it's a concert. Now it's Iggy's going to play for an hour and 15 and then Susie's going to play a full set. So (laughs) I'm also like, yeah, uh, father of the year only signed up for one day of music festival on these old bones, but now I'm, I'm heading back to Pasadena, but I, I'm actually relieved because I'm like, well, if I'm home, I'm going to watch the Celtics. So, no matter what happens, it will probably be better than watching the Celtics. Sure enough, Doozy
0: and the Banshees saved you from having to watch the torture chamber for a Boston fan. That yeah. is the Celtics against the Heat.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, so I'm 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 in line. Uh, at a certain point, my 15 year old starts yelling at me for getting VIP tickets because the VIP line is moving slower than the general admission line on on a day when nobody was supposed to work. And I'm like, hey, can we be grateful that they rallied and are staging a concert? None of these people who are working to help us see these icons were supposed to work today. They've all been called in to to man the battle stations. So why did you get VIP? I'm sorry. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, that's a Father of the Year demerit, I guess. So we finally, so we get in there, and and then Iggy's incredible. He he plays a slightly different set list. He ends with Search and Destroy. It, it is it's so far beyond uh, amazing. He's he's seventy six years old. He's shredding. I mean, Search and Destroy just blows the 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 mountains down. And then Susie comes out. And it's incredible, like mm. not my cup of tea, but you can tell she still got it and her fans are losing their minds. And then when it's finally all over and we go to tower seven, our rendezvous point to, to extract the girls from the mosh pit, they're just both like, that was the greatest night of our lives. It was the greatest night of our lives. Ah, And that's so, nice. you know, it was, it was dynamite. And I didn't have to see the gutless losers, winning on their season. like Wow. No personal pride. It's funny. I was, I was texting with, with our pal Simmons. And I was like, we've all seen teams mutiny against the coach that they want to get fired. I mean, Magic Johnson famously was like, I don't want to spend my career under Paul Westhead. Let's get rid of this guy and get, get Riles in here as soon as possible. And but this has got to be the first time that a team has quit on a coach deep in the playoffs. Like, Hey, Hey, you're, how much do you hate this guy?
0: I it's, it's a nice story. I don't know what the moral is. Exactly. Um, don't, don't hinge your life on the deeds of strangers. Although you kind of did exactly that by going to see bands, other, and they delivered. Yeah. Right interesting pride of
2: workmanship pride of workmanship someone's gonna be, someone's seeing me play for the first time well what's fascinating about that
0: celtics performance on sunday night is that it came in game three and kenny the jet was i was watching the post game with him while you were rocking away with uh the world's forgotten boy um that what are they what happens now that in game four here you assume the Celts have no interest in carrying this on. Um, and the Heat definitely don't want to go to Boston for game five. They are both incented, you would think, to just end this series. Heat laying a point and a half in Miami. Go ahead, hench, and pick that one. And also, I pulled up the individual um, uh, totals for, for the play. Let's look at Jalen Brown. Over 23 and a half. And Jason Tatum, over 30 and a half. How say you on either one of those and Celtics Heat in game four
2: here? Okay. Well, you know how the end of a hockey game, it's like it's 6-1 and it's getting chippy, but there's seven seconds left on the clock. Mm -hmm. And the the referees just go, yeah, get off the ice. That's it. Game's over. That's what this feels like. I know there's 48 minutes left on the clock. There's an entire game left on the clock, but this just feels like all right, you guys don't want to, you guys don't want to play another game for Joe Missoula and you guys don't want to go back to Boston. So we can just all agree this is a pre this is preordained. When when all the players on the court want the same outcome, it would seem weird to bet against the heat. By the way, if you'd bet a hundred dollars on the heat, To to beat the Bucks, what was that? Was that plus a thousand? I mean, it was. It might have been. It might have been ten to one. And then you took that thousand and bet that only like plus one forty. I think against the Knicks, they were they were underdogs. But but then you you would have parlayed that say into into fourteen hundred, and then they were plus three (laughs) seventy five against the Celtics. Like you. Have a nest egg if you had bet a hundred dollars on the heat in every you know, and then and then and then forwarded it on each series. So it's like, why is this happening? How did they beat the Bucs even after Giannis came back? How did they beat the Knicks, even with Jalen Brunson playing out of his mind? How are they destroying the Celtics? I think it has to do with the new NBA, which is you look at the rosters, and you're like, Well, they have seven undrafted free agents on the Heat. So that that can't match up with this this incredible Celtics nucleus, but really, it you remember when Elijah couldn't be guarded? Like it's like Elijah can't be guarded one on one, so you have to send somebody, or the Dream Shake is just going to have his way with you. And mm-hmm. then they they fanned out the Jet you just mentioned, uh, Sam Cassell, Mad Max, Vernon Maxwell, right? And Mario Ellie just just and Bob opened- Orey. And 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 big and big shot Bob. And it was like, pick your poison. Anybody digs on the post, anybody doubles the post, that guy's guy is going to get an open three. So do you want to lose to the dream or do you want to lose to this the, the shooters? Then they won back to back titles doing that. So now if you look at the four teams still uh nominally alive, they're all they all have two stars, right? AD and LeBron, Joker and Murray, Jalen and JT and Butler, and bam. So so really it's like, what so what problems do those two stars create for the other team? And what shots do those create for those other guys, for the other guys? So because Jalen and J and, and Tatum, they they love to dribble which, you know, this goes back to Normandale. Like, it's never changed, right? Passing more effective than dribbling. And so if you look at Bam in the mid post and Jimmy in the mid post and Jimmy on the baseline, like, when you look at the positions Bam and Jimmy, the decisions they force defenses to make, then you have these guys like, how good is Caleb Martin? How good is Duncan Robinson? How good is Gabe Vincent? It doesn't matter As you know, that you know the percentage I would shoot on open three-pointers, right? These are NBA players. So how much – so what what do you force the defense to do? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown don't force the defense to do anything. They just dribble beginning at 28 feet. So, okay, you're going to do your crazy wobbly bicycle thing and maybe take a contested three or maybe take a contested layup, but, like, you're not creating good shots – for the for the role players and and who creates the best shots for the KCPs and Michael Porter juniors of the world, it's like it's the two nugget stars that are creating these open looks. Who, you know, so you're creating these shots for Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin. And it's like, yes, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum aren't, I don't think, really even interested in making the guys around them better. They're really interested in getting theirs. So to that point, I would say in game four, if we, if we have to throw some things out, I would say Jalen doesn't get his, but Tatum does get his. Um, and I actually think there's a problem with the, with the those two particular guys so over and, 30 and a half on Tatum, on Tatum okay. and under 23 and a half on Jalen. Who's just had an apocalyptic series. He really that. has. Yes. But, He's been an so atrocity. You, you, those are not, those two guys don't, like Bam and Jimmy is a really nice compliment. Joker and Murray. That's those are two distinctly different animals that you have to figure out how to defend Jalen and Tatum are the same kind of guy, which is like Mm -hmm. loose handle. I'm going to dribble 50 times in crunch time. I'll probably dribble off my defender's leg or my own leg, or I'll jump in the air with the ball and land. I mean, like, It's anyway, it's it's just a horror show, Uh, um, a complete exposure, terrible coaching, no adjustments and real, real like, I mean, lack of pride of workmanship. Okay, Iggy Pop is bringing it. People have brought their kids like it's it's incredible. It's incredible to watch a 76 year old care that much about his job. I said it here weeks ago. The Celtics all seem like they have a higher priority. Like they, they, like, I don't know, like what maybe they're, they're, uh they're funneling arms to Ukraine. I hope, but like, I don't know what the more important thing in their lives is, but every possession, Jimmy Butler seems like, yeah, this is a real priority for me is getting a good shot on this possession. It's a big priority. Boy, you, you said so much.
0: And, First of all, so your weekend, which sounds in parts like it was your version of Woodstock. And when you said we're going to meet at the Seventh Tower, I thought you were going to say, then we found the girls and they announced to me that uh, they both took the brown acid. So I'm glad it didn't go that way. And instead, it was a happy experience for them. Instead of it being your Woodstock, though, it sounds like it was your Waterloo as a sports fan. Maybe this has now opened a new avenue to you. You'll you'll um involve your your free time with going to see bands instead of watching these teams well, that seem to be disappointing we you gave,
2: we gave spaghetti so much shit, right what was the thing would you rather he'd see rather the, see right what was well, well, it Ra- spaghetti you'd rather see? oh yeah cup.
0: oh no it was way worse than that what was it, it was he can't see pearl jam for the next three years or something like that it was some I, I don't remember what the measure of time was. i think it was three years and or, but in exchange, he gets to see the grand slam of his teams. He would see the Yankees, the Knickerbockers, the Irish football and the rags all win their titles. And he said, no, no, I couldn't go without Pearl Jam for that long. Right. Spaghetti. Is
4: that what it was? I, yeah. I rather just, I rather have my music and then just hope my, t- my teams win the, uh, the regular way than like, you know, get trading, uh, giving up concerts for sporting events. I mean, Look, this year alone, I have a ton of concerts and I've been to, uh, I mean, a very little amount of sporting events. I, it's hard for me even to watch sports. But sometimes. you are, Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. You understand. What's it called? The uh, Men in Black, the, you know, mind eraser thing. When you say I'm taking the Team Grand Slam thing, we're going to immediately mind erase you. You're not going to know it's coming. It's not like... Oh well, spoiler alert! I already know how it's gonna go, so the my excitement for the moment. No, no, your brain's gonna be clean, your heart's gonna be open to what you're watching. That does that change it Listen, for you? I like no, where no, Ted's
2: at because I'm in a world of pain right now, and I like <laughs> you know, my question is: We have to. Do we have to run it by Omaha when this just becomes a music podcast? Do we have to tell anybody? I have
0: some big ideas for summertime. You know, we only have baseball and, uh, you know, projections for football to look ahead to. I do want to get into it. Because I know our
2: our faithful fan, Aaron Sullivan, would love it if this just became a music podcast. Oh,
0: Christian Anderson would love it. Yeah, we hear from a lot of people who know that we we love to dip into the music talk here. And like I I say, I do intend to do it.
2: Iggy pop in my life, which isn't, isn't that strange, I guess. Uh, on Friday, I'd never seen Iggy pop. Now I've seen him twice. He he got <laughs> two <two-thirds laughs> of the way through his set Saturday. So I saw him play TVI and raw power and the passenger. And it was only like the tail end of his set. Then he played his, he, he played a whole set and then I got lust for life. And then, you know, he ends with search and destroy. He played gimme danger. It was, I mean, I really, I got those, those, see what Spaghetti's saying is like, we want ecstatic moments. Like we want our, that transcendent feeling in our body Mm -hmm. that our sports teams can give us. That's what we're searching for. And man, when he ripped into search and destroy, I was like, this is the feeling. This is, this is that incredible feeling. Um, You're not exposing yourself
0: to pain except for what you described on Saturday, the plug being pulled. But that almost never happens at a show. That's the difference between going to see a band that you know going in that you like versus going to see a team. Your heart can get broken that way. Let me squeeze in a quick break here.
1: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I wonder about this, though. You know,
0: it's so weird because going into game four, so as we record here on midday on Monday, the Celtics are floating around South Beach somewhere, right? So what are are they? Surely they're having a conversation right now. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum surely are kibitzing, right? Or, Or members of the team and like, what do we do here? I mean, we don't want Missoula back, right? We agree on that. It's obvious. And also, what happens to Joe Missoula? It's pretty clear with the coaches that are out there right now, and and it's going to be musical chairs and all that kind of stuff. But Missoula gets no seat anywhere. And I really do wonder for this poor guy. Does he ever get a head coach? Remember when it Mike Brown so- got run off by the by the by the Lakers after like two or four games or whatever that was that one year? And I thought, oh, that poor deer, he's never going to get another another sniff. And, you know, now he's come through clean on the other side. I don't know if Missoula gets the same thing, right? I I don't know if he ever gets another crack because this is a
2: disaster. Well, this is what's so unfair to Missoula is, you know, he was sitting in the second row, right? He's he wasn't even technically on the bench last year. He's in the he's Mm -hmm. in the second row, um, you know, the junior varsity. and then you know, series of events and and he gets, he gets the battlefield promotion to head coach. So then now he's being defined by this apocalyptic spring. He's being defined by it. But it's like he should have had a chance to be the first assistant and grow into it, and maybe he did have promise. But yes, this will definitely be an albatross around his neck because the thing you won't be able to shake if you're Joe Missoula is the players have no respect for him. That's right. They, so, so, team,
0: they've got, well, so the, I think this coming game four is huge for his leg, not legacy, for his future as a head coach in the NBA. I mean, I, as it stands now, I can't see him coming back. It got, second row, I'm thinking about Logan Roy's mistress gets a front row seat at the funeral. Joe no, 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 I'm Sorry, treated- sorry,
2: sorry, 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 sorry. I, I because of the, when the concert oh, okay. ended, I, I should have said this in our pre-production meeting. No, no succession. No succession talk. I don't. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get it all in.
0: Okay. No. I. I the only thing I'll say is no
2: major characters drop dead in this episode. Oh, no, no, that's a spoiler too. By the way, Iggy. was that what you were anticipating? Iggy something like that. All, Iggy's almost as old as Logan Roy.
0: <laughs> Iggy. That Iggy, would be something yes. if Iggy Pop died during the show. Then that would be something you well, would you would be yeah. able to point to for uh, the rest of the time.
4: Iggy
2: the on five a lightning minutes. bolt
0: right in the middle of search and destroy. That'd be that'd be a way to go out.
2: The the five minutes of full fury that Iggy brought to search and destroy was three and a half minutes more time than the Celtics tried in their game against the Heat. <laughs> I once saw when
0: you were describing the apocalyptic rain and lightning and everything, I was once in Chicago. At an Almond Brothers show where, you know, it was one of those pavilion kind of things where, you know, you're covered, but it's, you know, you're outside and the rain was literally sideways. And so the guys on the stage, the Almond Brothers were getting rained on and it was lightning and it was like, are you allowed to keep playing the show? Like, are do, doesn't that stuff attract lightning bolts? Aren't we all in danger here? They played on through the show. And I remember the entire time being petrified. I'm the opposite. Of Iggy pop is the, the bottom line. I'm much more Jalen Brown, I guess in spirit, <laughs> but I do remember just standing there like, should we stay here? Like we're literally getting soaked here. It's like a wave is crashing over us in the Midwest here in their lightning bolts. And I mean, listen, I, you know, I, I love the Allman brothers, like nobody else, but I mean, well, how far are we going to take this thing? Um, by the way, you were on with Simmons. I, I saw you You or not. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, Sal mentioned it. By the way, shout out to Sal. Credit where it's due. He called the Miami Heat getting to the finals two weeks ago when it seemed like a crazy play. Right on. It's looking like he's uh, just about a game away from that one coming through. Um, but you were on with it. Did you did you mention minus three when you were on with him?
2: I never know what the protocol is. Is is he supposed to mention Hey,
0: he's it? our pal. It's our guy. He's in our fantasy league. He's a he's a great writer. He's Kevin How'd you go, like, hey, also, also co-host minus three. Well, that's, all, I, that's how you do it.
2: Am I supposed to mention it? Yes. What do you mean? Oh. Why? He's not gonna give you the room. All right. Well, I he's thought still maybe, mad about the Fred like, Lynn
0: thing a couple of years. Letterman. Ago. He's not gonna promote your damage. Your
2: Letterman mentions your movie. You don't have to come out and go. Oh, and by the way, Dave, the reason I'm here, I don't know. Um, hope I don't know. No, that's a no. So that's I'm, a no. I obviously he doesn't mention it, and then I just go right into uh, my Celtic thing. I I don't like outrageous, but what just- uh,
0: that, uh, outrageous. I uh, now now, Sal, you must kick out Simmons.
2: I mean, that's outrageous. I mean, when, when, when. Oh, that's a good question. So does, I mean, obviously does Simmons billboard Sal's empire? I don't know. I don't know. But, I but that's not, that's not my business. What about,
0: what about you? You're talking about you and I are kibitzing now. Don't pass this off to Sal.
2: Okay. Listen, two things. I'm terrible at self-promotion. I don't, I don't like (laughs) it. I don't like social media. You are a
0: shrinking flower (laughs) in terms of uh, puffing your chest out.
2: I'm very shy, Um, (laughs) but I will say this. I'm the one who's had all the ideas about our goddamn website. I'm the one who's like, we can drive traffic through this website if we upgrade it. And um, I'm the one who's going to land us a a LaCroix sponsorship. So maybe I dropped the ball on, on Simmons, but damn it. Why wouldn't LaCroix give us $200? $200, (laughs)
0: 200. <laughs> $200, I don't like you. Yeah, we'll take it. As a matter we'll take, of fact, you we'll we'll, take LaCroix, $200. We'll, take it. we'll go from there. Um, also, uh, as we jump into our goat and goats of the week, and then we'll give you some best plays coming up here. Um, when you mentioned Lightning, and now I'm thinking about the, the PGA, which I was watching probably as you were on your way to Pasadena and Brooks Kepka completes the deal. Um, you know, completely washed clean. It feels like by the by, you know, the institutions at large. He's a good guy now. We're supposed to get behind all this, and you're mentioning lightning. I'm also reminded when I was in a golf um, match in my senior year of high school, and it started the lightning on the course, and I was out there with two uh, two twosomes going head to head match play, which is what the PGA Championship should be. To distinguish itself from the other three majors and thereby it's a PGA championship, as I say every year, feels like the poor man's U.S. Open. It it would be more distinctive and therefore more compelling if you approached it in a different way. Go match play like they used to have it there. But I remember we're out there uh, match play and it starts lightning on the course. And the kid who I was playing against was a freshman. So he's a 14 year old kid. And he's petrified about the lightning. He's like, we got to get out. We got to, we got to, we can't keep playing out here. They ultimately 10 minutes later did pause the match. Um, But in the meantime, he was petrified. So the guy on my team, Brock Malky grabbed the kid and held up a three iron. He's like, strike us down. We're right here. Jesus and he was holding this
2: kid who was freaking <laughs> out, who's a complete stranger to us. And I'm like, what are you doing? Hey, Brock that's Haldi. gamesmanship. That's gamesmanship. I love and it. He's, he's holding this guy by the arm. That was
0: mean. Michael Block. You know what? I don't know if uh, either one of you guys is gonna bling, bring him up. The uh the club uh pro who got the the ace. Um on Sunday, that was a great moment, all of that. So we will dedicate these broadly, the goat and goat of the week, to you, Michael Block. That was grand stuff. Good uh good. Well, uh, speaking of
2: uh speaking of Shady Side Academy, I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention during the whole VIP line, general admission line, kerfuffle meltdown. Uh it became clear we, we somehow learned. If you had your wristband from the previous day, your, your 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 QR code won't get you through the general admission line, which is moving because you're you have a VIP QR code. But for some reason, if you have your VIP wristband from the previous day, you can go through the the uh, general admission. But I, Sophie didn't bring her wristband. I brought my wristband with the plan. Of getting two new wristbands and then giving the friend Dahlia the third VIP wristband, mostly for the, the better porter potty situation. But so at a certain point, I have to send my my panicked 15-year-old off with a stranger toward the uh the general admission lines to get her into the venue with Dahlia. And 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 why did, did I have no problem doing that with Mark in the Joy Division t-shirt? Because he was from Pittsburgh, he couldn't have been a, a more delightful fella. Uh, then I get into the VIP section. I find Mark and his gang of middle-aged goths, and uh, and they're from Pittsburgh out here for the festival. Wow! They, they, do you know the club Metropole? Sure, that's their club, man. They 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 do they go they go to Metropole and get their goth on, and then they fly to Pasadena. For, for But anyway, the nicest people in the world. I don't have to tell you about Pittsburgh. Uh, just just delightful folk. Well, I love it. And you know what? That
0: leads me in neatly to a Pittsburgh-based brouhaha going on right now. Um, ben Roethlisberger, as people know, now has a podcast. And as people also know, Roethlisberger retired a couple of years ago. And the Steelers replaced him with Pitt product, Kenny Pickett. And as it happens, Kenny Pickett was just on Ben Roethlisberger's podcast. And Kenny Pickett, or I am su- i should say, Roethlisberger tells Pickett, I got to be honest with you. Um, I wasn't rooting for you to succeed. It would have been nice for you to fail a little bit when you replaced me. That's my ego. I feel bad about it. And that was weak of me, however he said it. And there are people legitimately out there, grown-up people devoting, you know, some seconds, some minutes to their precious time here on the big blue marble to casting aspersions on Roethlisberger for saying that. And my reaction is, do you watch sports? Are Are you ever competitive in anything in your life? Of course, that's a natural feeling. You're, you're taking him to task for not wanting the guy who replaced him. To, do you think Mr. Roper Was hoping uh, Mr. Furley ran a tighter ship there with with Tripper and the girls? I mean, of course, that's what the push and pull of replacing a legend. It works on both sides. Of course, the legend doesn't want you to ding his legacy because if you succeed on the same level, then it diminishes to some degree. I was reminded, and my old pal, Eddie Spaghetti's old pal, Mark Brady, our great friend over there from the NFL – literally texted me this morning as I was finding the article for this about a decade ago, right after Brian Erlacher retired, the month or three, whatever, after he'd retired from the Bears, I was interviewing him and I said, like, you want the Bears to be good, right? I mean, how much, uh, you know, how good do you want them to be this? He's like, right, listen, I got a lot of guys on the team. You know, I hope they do well. I said, but the Super Bowl would be an offense. That'd be a slap in your face, right? He's like, oh, yeah, they better not win the Super Bowl. I'd be really pissed off about that. And it made national news, ironically, everywhere except at the NFL. Um, ESPN picked it up, Fox Sports and CBS and NBC and everybody else picked it up. The NFL rebooked Brian Urlacher the next day so they could put him on their uh, television show and claim that their bigger reporter broke the story, not me. Never mind that 24 hours ago, it was already making news. Anyway, of course- Erlacher was being kind of tongue in cheek, but also, you know, people say half kidding, but the other half of that is serious. And so the uh, Urlacher, of course, is, there, of course, Roethlisberger was being sincere. Yes. Who would want Kenny Pickett? Who would want the guy who replaces you to be as good as you or shame the devil even better? I don't get this You, don't, you his, don't think, the uh, new controversy that Roethlisberger is. I, I don't know if you've heard some people don't like Roethlisberger already, but th- th- this is a, a new layer. That little, somehow, that that somehow he's a bad guy because he would be like, I hope they, I hope they miss me a little bit. My absence exposes some things there.
2: You don't think uh, number one overall draft pick drew Bledsoe was delighted with the way things transpired. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's exactly awesome. Right. He's exactly. the greatest of all time. That's great. I was rooting for him. He's the greatest of all time. And I'm a bum. Uh, just for a little old Manning cast, um, for the youngins out there, North Dallas 40, great movie, Nick Nolte playing it like it is where he's rooting for his replacement to drop it. Sure. Drop, the pass. drop it. Drop it. That's that's the real. That's how that's what every human being wants is the guy that they put in in your place to drop the pass. That's that's every human being um, or the, you're a weirdo.
0: Yeah, nobody, nobody is is that empathetic. i are mean, like, I mean, hey, whatever's good for the team. Everybody is the Jerry Seinfeld meme or whatever it's called or GIF or whatever, eating the popcorn. That's a shame. Oh, he threw an interception at, at, uh, with the game on the line? That's a shame. That's, that's a shame. shame. So Of course uh, that's true.
2: Now, you mentioned Roethlisberger, and of course it, it reminds me um, of being at a music festival. You know, America has a weight problem. Mm. I don't know if you've, if you've,
0: because it's funny. I'm on I, zoom with you right now.
2: I can I, plainly I, see. I, I feel, I feel like, uh, well, Iggy's got me inspired, man. I've got 21 years to get in as good shape be as Iggy, but uh, you know, I, maybe I'm wrong about this, but wasn't the goth thing, like a little emaciated, like a yeah. little, like, I mean, <laughs> cause I'm like, wow. You guys have made up for lost calories in the four decades since you fell in love with Susie and the Banshees. Uh, wow, America is really waddling through their music festivals. But Roethlisberger <laughs> must be up to what three fifty? He must something be- like that. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, goat, goat,
0: so goat. I, I I don't know if the goat is Roethlisberger for telling the truth, which should be obvious to everybody. Or if it's the goat or the bad people who are taking him to task for what is uh, what is plainly a human emotion. Um, You know, by the way, do you know any Spaghetti's Uh, old man was at Woodstock? Have we talked about that before with you, Hench? Wow. No, that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool historical event to attend. What event? That makes me think now, Hench. Let's go off the rails here. as We're trying to pace it up here. <laughs> no,
2: you can't what go what off the event? What event, if event been in your lifetime? Rails. You have to what event in your lifetime? To go off the rails. We're never what do off the you rails. you wish
0: you could have attended? Anything could be an inauguration. It could be a sporting event. It could be a, a you know, a legendary live show by a band. What would you? What, what do you wish? Um. I
2: guess you know it's like it's funny because you weren't alive for Woodstock I don't think or were you? I, I Yeah. Oh I was born God. in 67. Oh my um God. I oh my I God. I couldn't it's funny given how you know fragile I am there are a lot of things that I I needed to be in an uh undisclosed solo location for the event. <laughs> but then knowing what <laughs> happened I guess I guess being at Yankee Stadium for game 7 of the 2004 ALCS. Really? Would would Great. Or, or maybe if I had if I had taken you up on your offer of that ticket to the Patriots Rams uh, Super Bowl, but these are but who am I kidding? I was way too delicate and remain too delicate to take the risk of flying to New Orleans to lose by 30. Wait, is that
0: how that went? The Steelers lost to your Patriots in January of two. Did I say like, do you want this? Cause I can't go.
2: You want my ticket. And I'm like, I'm going to be, no, I'm going to be locked. And you know, I can't be, um, I can't, I can't be around anybody. I'm going to be with strangers in a stadium. No way. Um, greatest night of my life alone in Wayne Fetterman's <laughs> upstairs TV room <laughs> gave me the whole house.
0: Boy, I now see, I'm wondering about this too. And I, I, I know if I start throwing out answers here, I'm going to be angry with myself that I left other ones off. There's got to be a, well, you know, you were too. Got to be young. like a <laughs> Led Zeppelin so, show. I wish I could have seen or you I don't were know,
2: younger, but ones. I mean, Lake Placid would have been, would have been, Oh famous right 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 yeah that's the one
0: be there to see them to see them beat the reds yeah that would be great yeah that's it of course and why
2: isn't that your choice come to think of it i'm just well i'm I, you know i got a lot of I, I was at a music festival all weekend i don't know if i mentioned it i got a lot of cobwebs to go my way through um but okay uh,
0: good stuff i like that so that's that's one good the other one is Spaghetti has been singing songs about him. And again, giving shout outs here. I don't know exactly how much we're supposed to celebrate Spaghetti now because the stars ain't going to make it, but he did say the Florida Panthers some time ago. And he has been pointing at Matthew Kachuk, um, you know, since pre playoffs is watch out what this guy might do and the hay he might make and how far he can tug this, uh, this Panthers team. Um, But I will say this two overtime goals, the second of which had one of, to me. It, it, in the moment, watching him do that, I just thought, that is awesome. He scores the goal, turns, like, winds up in the corner, which just so happens to be um, by the team's exit to to um, the dressing room. And he he scores the goal, turns immediately to his teammates, and summons them, like, let's go celebrate inside. No, no sign of joy in the moment or anything. Just turns to them, let's go. And it made me think of... That is one of the great exits after success I've seen in a sporting event. I think my number one is Namath leaving the Orange Bowl. Obviously, I wasn't alive to see that either. Spaghetti's old man was what a boy. That was a that was a nice end of the '60s for your old man, Eddie Spaghetti.
4: Jets fan watching uh, Broadway Joe. He's not, he's not just finger. my dad's. My dad's not a just fan. Oh, he's
0: not, mm-hmm. but he loved Broadway Joe though, right?
4: well we had jet season tickets growing up and he and he did like Joe Namath weirdly had the same doctor as him uh, operate on his knee and stuff uh wait, weird. Wait
2: hold on hold on hold on a second like oh we had jet season tickets not a jets fan that seems <laughs> like a yeah, yeah. well no no, no. he had
4: my dad at one point had giants jets and then and then at the time MSG if you were in, and you had Knicks and Rangers tickets to, were like the same thing and then he just was burnt out he's like it's too much Giants tickets the way the all Giants Stadium was like you would never be able to upgrade your seats because the waiting list was so long and he was like well screw it the Jets tickets every year you'd move up but eventually we're sitting like on the field so it's like he would just kept those hmm. uh, didn't get rid of them until they built MetLife and then I obviously went away to college and stuff and my brother did so it wasn't worth keeping them but yeah we had them for a really nice oh my day. god
2: I can't believe I'm at another jets game i hate this team
4: we're like a, jets, we're a we're jets. yeah we're a jets friendly family we're uh giants fans but we're not anti-jets which is how it should be fine it's different conferences
0: it's not it's not all right but that's the way you chose to live your life and it was handed down from you by your great old man so uh, i'm
4: not Yankees gonna take Yankees me too mets much are to are
2: cast, in different leagues
4: i have no will right. towards the mets either i don't i've been, when the mets played the roles in the world series i was like yeah the mets can win i have no don't care right. in the world
2: that's
0: gamesmanship borderline just garbage cheating the the sports gods and maybe that's why you are where you are right it's now not like
4: it's not a 50-50 split it's just like you you're just okay with the team all right, Spaghetti just made the late add to the list.
0: Spaghetti and the entire pasta clan up there going to Jets games, watching. Uh, listen, hard to hard to resist Broadway Joe, the Laura Broadway Joe in the late '60s. So okay, name of the wagon that fingers, the greatest exit after victory. Um, and there's a short list of those. Remember Chris Chambliss? You may have seen the clips, Eddie Spaghetti. Chris Chambliss wins the ALCS in '76 with a home run, and I mean the mob scene on the field. Of Yankees fans, go back and find it. If you can't, if you, if, if uh, you're listening right now, cause it's something to watch the Yankees fans are all over the field. I mean, he can't get through, he can't run the bases and he's trying to find the bat. but guys are literally watch the fans. They're trying to take his hat. They're trying to take stuff off his person as he's running the bases for, for, you know, memorabilia and crap. And he's literally like throwing shoulders. He's a big tight end, like belting guys. Um, he's Derek Henry out there. And then Reggie Jackson does the same thing in 77 after they win the world series. And he has the three home runs in game six. He also has to barrel through guys. That's why they ended up cleaning the field. You can't go on the field anymore, but in the NBA, you still could. And that brings me to the other one that needs to be shouted out, which is, I know this is iconic for you, Hench, but I remember as a kid sitting there, my old man was overjoyed as his Celtics were going to win the title against the hated Lakers. and for the last minute in Boston Garden, there were fans. <laughs> I mean, with with toes literally on the playing surface, they were on the hardwood. They, I mean, they're all around. They would that had to be the craziest scene for play. Go find this on YouTube as well, or I'll tweet it out. Um, but them try. I mean, they're shooting free throws. I re- remember Michael Cooper gets the ball from three in the final, like three, two, and Michael Cooper launches a three. And before it goes in, the wave of green just consumes the court. And Larry Bird makes for the makes for the gateway, makes for the exit as fast as he can. And he can't get there before people are all over him. But the NBA guys are also much taller than the than the fans. So you can make them out as they're pushing their way past. It is some scene that has to be one of the great moments of your sports fandom, right? Hench
2: it, it is for sure. It's a it's a little a little foggy like with your your specific recollection I ended up in the emergency room that night <laughs> and I was, did that, you ever watch I, a game normally
0: that was up a, a pivotal was, game
2: <laughs> this is what happened i I was so drunk they refused to treat my wound they they turned me <laughs> was away
0: 1984.
2: how I drunk know, I, could
0: you were you so you're 17 I guess at that point
2: yeah, I probably was 16. I probably hadn't quite turned 17 August. But uh so um,
0: I <laughs> nothing I, good I, happens.
2: I was Hench, celebrating
0: teams win. I don't know why
2: I was out uh, on the town celebrating barefoot uh in Hanover, New Hampshire. But I I I got I, I have a crazy scar on my on my toe where it happened. Benderfoot. But I almost lost a toe. And then at the ER, they were like, hey, get lost, drunkie. We, we don't care about Larry Bird. Get out of here, loud, <laughs> drunk teenager. Uh, Most fans yeah, go
0: and flip over cop cars. You don't abuse your own toe, Hedge. So what do insane. it out barefoot. What kind of weirdo behavior is that? Oh, my God. That oh, that's terrific. Time. All right, I'll Thank cut me. it short, except to say, you know, I'm just going to point back to our previous debate. I'm sure this, listen, uh, a, a figure who loomed large in the 20th century, both in sports and for social justice, Jim Brown, we keep hearing about a complicated man that he is. And, you know, there's some pretty bad stuff on the side there. But, man, his numbers, I, I think just from a sports perspective, I think there are certain people, we talked about this with teams, too, and Gino Oriema's UConn basketball teams make me think of this, too. Um, they're just rabbits in sports history um, that just kind of get out in front of everybody else. Will Chamberlain is that. So I don't know how we're supposed to exactly quantify his place. It's clear Jim Brown up until the day he retired from that moment in a time capsule. If you open up the time capsule the day he retires, he's the greatest football player of all time. I'm not sure how we're supposed to measure him though versus the more modern era cuz he retires you know they're playing Super Bowls by the time he retires you know it's Packers and all that um but it it really is interesting but do yourself a favor again look up his numbers and how much better they were than his peer group because generally speaking in modern eras at least that's usually the way I'll gauge guys is like how much better is that guy than second place it's the Connor McDavid versus anybody else in hockey Debate that we've had, or Showi Atani versus David. it's really hard to figure out. Like he has twelve thousand something yards when he retires, and second place in history is like 9K. He's so much better than everybody else. Would Jim Brown though dominate in 2023? I think he would, right? When you see, I mean 6'2,
2: 235. That ain't going away. I- I'm so thrown right now. Remember when uh our buddy Corolla did Jordan Rubin's joke on the tonight show was it yes. the tonight show before Jordan Rubin comes out to do a set. One of the most world. wicked
0: deeds I've ever what experienced un, in my life.
2: Unprecedented wickedness. But I feel like you just did a version of that to me because my goat obviously was going to be Jim Brown. Go what ahead. I take it away. Take it away. Like, I, I don't get the, the... You, Are, my point well, isn't about Jim Brown. This Brown's is the problem. You. This is the problem. Is our argument that we've been having for maybe ten years is you say you never saw him play. You've well, been you on the anti Jim Brown thing for a decade, and then I say all the things that you just said. I go five point two yards a carry. Way you know, compare him to his peers. Babe Ruth, you know, is is Babe Ruth better than Tom Bernansky? I, I never saw him play, but I'm looking at these numbers and I got to assume he's better. And you know what I was thinking, check because now you're now in, in, you know, as in eulogizing him, you're like, just look at these numbers, do yourself a favor, look at these numbers. It's like, no, 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 no. The whole time we've been having this argument, you've been saying you have to have seen him play. So which is kind of ableist. I just said I don't know. I, 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 not at all.
0: When I, I said I don't know how to measure him against anybody else. When I've never seen him play, I'm saying the numbers, okay. and I just so made the is I, I made. So is will Chamberlain all, the best center of all time? How would we
2: know? Com- we never saw him play. It's completely ableist because what you're saying is a blind person could not tell the difference between Jim Brown's five point two yards a carry and Natron means is three point seven. Like, okay, Jim Brown averaged 5.2 yards a carry for his career. Natron means 3.7. Jim Brown better, right? I don't know. I'm blind. I never saw him play. Like, why Like why can't the numbers, why can't Babe Ruth's slugging percentage carry over here's why.
0: Time? Here's why. Here's why. Because in all the homages to him, of course, they pull up those same 10 highlights that we've seen ad nauseum of Jim Brown playing. And when you see him playing with his peers, he's better than everybody else. He's also literally in those highlights. And I tweeted it out, uh, you know, on Friday or whatever, is that because it struck me. It was so obvious. The only guys that are his size, or they're a little bit bigger than him, are Bob Lilly and Rosie Greer. He's bigger than everybody trying to tackle him. I mean, I like it. I, I also, I celebrate Shaq. I always say you can't diminish Shaq. You can't diminish Mario Lemieux. Like, yeah, that was part of their game, but I mean, well, then, it's I crazy. A-
2: so then, so Ron Dane is the second greatest running back of all time because he's the heaviest? Like what? Because Ron Dane was the size of a defensive tackle. The point is, if you're bigger than someone and faster than them, that really helps at football. That's that's part of what made him the greatest of all time. But
0: isn't Ron Dane the evidence that, I, that like, I don't know. Would Jim Brown been R- Ron Dane? Would he have been better than Derrick Henry is?
2: I mean, you must know how dumb you sound making these cross generational arguments. Like you, like I don't know. Could could Babe Ruth hit a lefty specialist? I don't know. Could Babe Ruth All hit a lefty specialist? You don't know if he
0: could. You have you no measure idea. measure them
2: against their peers, and when you look at the numbers, it's like you just said it. Connor McDavid, what's the gap? Between this guy and his peer group from when he played, and then if you the conclude. peer group
0: is shallow. Then you're making my point for me. That's exactly what I say all the time. Don Hudson, who people want to jam into the best receiver of all time debates, like as I as I say all the time, someone with my athletic ability, that my my ancestors or equivalent of my ancestors were the people trying to cover Don Hudson. Are you impressed now? I mean, well, it was, it was
2: a, it was a nonsense
0: sport so then at we that time. Who so cared then we about talk
2: it? about Jerry rice because eventually, eventually he'll just be a slow old guy who wouldn't have been able to compete in the 31st century. Like such a dumb argument. In
0: a way that's in a way that's semi act. It's not, it's, it, I mean, you know what? It doesn't matter. The thing is in, the thing that's is in, why
2: This is a music podcast now because none of that matters anymore.
0: <laughs> i'm not gonna indulge this one anymore i'm gonna hand it over to you and let you roll with your goat and goats yeah i think okay, you pretty so much jim covered Brown it. it's jim
2: brown's my goat i think we settled that yours too apparently i'm confused um my bad goat of course just make it real i want to i want to talk about bobby O. bobby uh, O's the you best know, like you I never hope, saw him either i hope uh i just hope brooks kepka can, can share some of his winnings with the nine 11 families who begged him not to play in the live tour and, and to whom he just said, go to hell. Um, I don't care, uh, along with those other scumbags. So, uh, apparently we're just, we're moving on from, from, uh, good and evil and moral and immoral and, uh, congratulations, Brooke kept guy. I, uh, I hope, uh, I hope one of those angry family members never runs into you at a bar.
0: Boy, like I say, the celebration for him is a little bit gross. I'm glad Michael Block and I'm sure the PGA at large was happy for the emergence of Michael Clark as a storyline to kind of obscure all that. Um, before Spaghetti goes with his, I because I, I, I jotted it down, you know, a goat uh, top 10. And I don't say this with an attempt to be cute to, to get your goat hedge. One of the top 10 movies that these eyes have ever seen is Empire Strikes Back. It just was its whatever, Andover. I don't remember what it was. What was its way of 43 or something like that? Who cares? Uh, it, it it remains a, a, a gem. And I know you don't like it. And then you're just talking about the fact that you're running around barefoot in 1984. So um, when the Celts win it, what did you like when you were a kid, Hench? What, I, I will. Why we'll wait, go, hold Let's, on, hold. Why don't let's deep dive
2: I- on this. Why don't well, you think uh, later, I like the But Empire I, I, Empire Strikes Back. When is when have I gone on record saying I don't like the Empire Strikes Back?
0: I assumed with all your with all your curmudgeonly opinions on on things that you of course you wouldn't like Empire Strikes Back. You liked that as a kid, of course you did.
2: Oh, I'm over the moon to hear it. I'm over the end moon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. It wasn't until you know episodes four, five, and six that they lost me. You know, oh Phantom, good, Phantom Menace. Um, not such a phantom, but a real menace. Um, <laughs> Jar Jar Banks. But, uh, but um, yeah, no, I love those, those early, the early installments, like just like any other red blooded American. They were incredible. Oh,
0: well, the aforementioned Adam Carolla didn't like them. I don't think cousin Sal has much affection for Listen, him. Either. Many, many of our to, mates getting, don't like him.
2: Getting back to the sacred triangle of, of David Bowie, Lou Reed and Iggy pop. We're, 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 Playing on the blue top regularly, like you know, multiple times a week. We we have like night games on the blue top, and then Corolla, gracious host, says, "Hey guys, uh, everybody gets to pick songs for the mixtape that we're going to be cranking while we're playing basketball." And then I I put some Lou Reed on there, and he's like, "No, no, that's no, no, that's too uh, that's too cool, too too hip." <laughs> nice
0: try <laughs> like, what's what? his band now i forget his uh the 90s band uh, toad and the wet sprockets he loves uh, that's a that's the one he's like ah, yeah, yeah toad on toads where i remember he's trying to be too cool toad toad the <laughs> wet sprockets where it's at like pretty cool you're right i can't push back at that one eddie spaghetti you're aware of iggy pop right i mean like i know you know who he is but are you a fan of? uh
4: yeah, and, oh, he's been tour- and he's been touring with uh, this guy, Andrew Watt, who is, uh, plays guitar hmm. for him. And he uh, also performs in the Eddie Vedder Earthlings Band. And he's producing prop- the next Pearl Jam album. Uh, worked with Ozzy. Got him a bunch of Grammys recently. He's like one of the best producers in the game right now. And uh, he tours with Iggy Pop. So I would have definitely been interested to go see that show. I'm a big fan of Watt.
2: This podcast Here's- is so much better than our sports podcast. <laughs> it's already better. I, uh, so the- better. You-
0: That's That's There you go. Good name for you there, Ed. Um, To steal. Uh, And Eddie Spaghetti's also over the moon because Foo Fighters now have a new drummer. I bit my tongue on this for a little while, but I'm going to go back to it. Foo Fighters. Maybe it makes me uh, a goat for saying this. Every song sounds the same.
2: How dare you?
0: I mean, it does. It's either they do the acoustic version of their hard rock and sound and kind of redundant. No? Eddie Spaghetti,
4: take it away. Yeah, I, I mean, I they're I'm not, they're not like top five, top ten for me. But I did go see the last show that Taylor performed with them in Los Angeles, and Dave puts on a hell of a show. And I mean, he that guy gives hundred and ten percent. I know it's like scripted a lot of the same comments he makes, which is kind of lame. But he, you know, they're a machine. They put up, they play more than anyone. They play in every continent, every festival. Um, and Josh so they got to replace Taylor. Awesome drummer. I, I have text messages from like months ago. They're that like, that's going to be the guy he's performed in a perfect circle. Nine inch nails, a bunch of other really good bands. Uh, he just makes the most sense to, to fit in. So uh, I am going to be seeing the foos play in uh, down in Doheny in a, a few months. So I'm excited to go see them, but uh, I could jump in with my quick goat and goats here. They're both linked. Um, Matthew Kachuk, good goat, easy pick there. This guy, I, I was just doing a, a quick browse on like different NHL reddits, like team threads, every single Team in the NHL, it's not. And like these final four left are like, we need Matt Kachuk. Like, how do we get Matt Kachuk? This guy, he's exactly what you want to play. He's an old school type player. Like, the rumor is he was traded from Calgary because he wanted to wear the cap, the the C on his jersey. He wanted to be the captain of the team. They didn't want that. And he knows that he is the leader. And this is a guy that plays a 200 foot game. He's the kind of playoff hockey guy you need that's going to just drive to the net, not try to create plays and being too fancy. And he goes in, like I said before, he gets the two overtime winners, by the way. First four games of the playoff overtime, all overtime games. So it's awesome, even though it's uh 2-0-2-0 2-0 in the series. But uh Kachuk is just so good. And the NBA's version of that, my other goat, my bad goat, it's the 76ers.
0: Wait, but before you move on from the Panthers, how about that sure. goal
4: by Sasha Barkov? Huh? That uh, was a Barkoff's nifty ones, one. Yeah, the equalizer. Hey,
0: awesome.
2: And then real quick, just because like it's it, it is hockey, and i I I can't even believe I'm talking about it. It's so painful for me right now. But um to the Kachuk of it all, right? There is a kind we all know who this play this kind of player is. There is a kind of player whose skills rise during the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a, just an indispensable set of things you need to be able to do in the playoffs that over the course of the long increasingly meaningless season just don't really matter. And could you say that the it's basically Huberto For Kachuk, right? That's Mm -hmm, right. So you win the president's trophy with Huberta. and then you finish eighth with Kachuk, but then the season changes and all the things that the new guy does matter a lot more than the things the old guy did. Like it's really an interesting study in having, make sure your team gets into the playoffs, but have it be a playoff team. A playoff mm-hmm. built team, and and I think Kachuk embodies that. And Montour, you
0: know, it's a, the analogy is has to do with uh, the general election, right? For a lot of politicians, that you have to, you know, go more extreme to win your party's nomination, but of course, then you have to go back to
2: the center. Right? It's, well, I, it's funny you things. say. It's funny you mention that because our uh, our pal John Ham doing voiceover for a Missouri Senate candidate named Lucas Kuntz, who is a a war veteran and a centrist and has a winning message for Missouri. But his centrism will, as it did two years ago, paradoxically hurt him in the primary. So it's like, hey, man, this guy would be a great general candidate. Well, good luck getting him there, because as we know, Uh, The crazies run the parties on both sides. Well, it's also like
0: I always talk about, like the Ravens have made a big adjustment now. Boy, see, look how neatly we can tie it all together. The whole world at large. The Ravens invest in a certain kind of an offense, which is great, except that it doesn't work in the playoffs. So now they're trying to undo it a little bit with Todd Munkin. And the AFC North has always kind of struck me as being that like, Let's not try to keep up with the Joneses too much here, everybody. Like, I know bully ball is the way in that division, but it's not going to work against Tom Brady when they when he just spreads you out. That push and pull is fascinating to me. Continue Spaghetti.
4: Yeah, and just to put a ball in the Kachuk stuff, I mean, it's funny too because a couple of years ago, people would have said like, oh, I'd rather probably have Brady. His brother obviously had a good season too, but Matthew had a great, I mean, an awesome season. But that Huberto for uh, Matt Kachuk trade is so interesting because – like Hench said, the the flip-flopping of the standings, and then Huberto, the, the point drop-off he had. And, and me and Mebos were both like, hey, Calgary, they had a bad ending of the playoffs last year. I think they're going to be better this year with Huberto there. And he just dropped off. And then you have a guy like Kachuk, which every team needs, a guy that is a horse, a guy that's going to stay healthy and agitate the other players. He plays with sandpaper, plays with grit. I mean, he's just so awesome. And I think the NBA's version of him – is like a Jimmy Butler, like a guy who's almost like kind of unheralded. He's definitely a superstar, but doesn't get the shine that other other guys may get. And that's why the bad go, it has to be the 76ers. I think the only team that could be really kicking themselves more so than the Celtics because of the amount of talent they have. But then when you have the opportunity to keep Jimmy Butler, and instead you decided to keep Brett Brown as coach, and then keep Ben Simmons who is one of the weirdest stories in all of sports history one of the biggest mm-hmm. busts in, in in NBA history if not the biggest uh and then Tobias Harris so you you keep that trio over Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler obviously goes down to South Beach and is now kind of bringing this team on his back uh, to me it's just it's that that is the worst no more trust the process and you've seen how bad MB kind of faltered in the playoffs and it's the same thing we've seen going at guys top end guys in the NHL faltering the playoffs and Embiid is that but then you when you have your Kachuk and when you have your Jimmy Butler you're going to go really far because those are the guys that you want on your team those are the guys that you want to be in the foxhole with and uh, they can both get my my those are the good goats and the bad goats 76 is for an all-time beef
2: well the Jimmy Butler thing is wild like um why is he moved around so much like he's he he clearly wants to win and cares and wants the other guys to care and win and comport themselves in a way that leads to wins. And people are like, this guy's kind of a pain, in the right? We got to get him. We got to get him out of the locker room. He's spreading this infectious desire to win to the like. Wh- how is this guy played? Right. It's the same thing that Jordan celebrated for. Tom Brady
0: celebrated for. He's a pain in the to be around. Yeah, because he's pushing everybody to win.
2: He's played in in Chicago, Philly, Minnesota, and Miami. <laughs> like it's nuts. He's so good.
0: It is like me with every high-end starting pitcher in October, like they used to be on the Pirates, all these fan bases though are doing it about one guy. It's about Jimmy Butler. I see every fan base lamenting all those cities you just named. I'll be like I can't believe that was was A terrible move when we let Jimmy Butler go. And there, as you say, three or four fan bases all doing that on social media and beyond. And now a quick break.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
0: so much to get to see we, we we barely even get to it let's see what we can get through here you have any best plays to offer up to uh to the listener today
2: uh kevin hench uh i guess i would just say and 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 at at your at your own peril but i do think the Jokic cheat code will finally solve the miami heat I I would I would agree with that. I I think that uh th- this is an incredible story one for the ages but I think that you know watching the way the the nuggets you know it, it's very similar to the heat in that they have a plan on every possession and they have the best player in the league executing that plan. So I like the Nuggets too. I
0: think yeah, I think you're right. It is uh, though the you know as we pointed out last week, you know the irony of Boston getting Belichick, which is basically what Spolster is doing to them. All these undrafted guys that nobody wanted, and now they're rising up in big spots and vanquishing superstars at every turn. I am with you on the Nugs though. Um depth and you know the guy you know as you as you say the premise is that everybody now versus a decade ago instead of it being three-headed monsters everybody has twin towers and the thing with the nugs that's different is michael porter feels like he's borderline that guy who can kill you and when he steps up like he did in los angeles the other night what night was that saturday night um, they're impossible to beat. You know the the Lakers had. You know the Lakers were right there with them. They took the lead. What's with seven minutes to go in the fourth period, and then Michael Porter makes a couple of decisive plays there, and it's like, man, who who could hang with this team? And the answer is nobody. A- and that's why they were the number one seed. So I'm with you on the Nugs. There, you got uh, your Red Sox heading down to play them Halos. You want to put a little something on uh, tonight's game there, Hench? Um, well, the way my take the run line won. plus one.
2: Go ahead. The way my spring is gone, I would obviously bet against the Red Sox.
0: No, that's not the right way to to be. All right, Hench, hit the picket line, then head on down to OC. I hope All you right, don't we'll have see any. See you guys
2: at the concerts, man. Music. Oh, we,
0: Guess what? You know what? Hench said it, and I say let's do it. The next assignment is for you, Hench. Top three years, win play show. Top three years for music.
2: Oh, okay. I got it. I'm ready. I got
0: my list ready to roll there. All right. And Spaghetti same for you. There goes Hench. All right. Spaghetti, will you want to throw a uh, best I, better 3 at us? I'm I, I'm with Hench. I am not I'm I'm not I'm not going to uh, undignify myself by talking about what puck in the way these weirdo games are going now. But I hear you. It's exciting that they're all Oh, over. I
4: don't know. I think it's amazing. I mean, I know, I know series, it's series like I said the series are 2-0 each. Um I think that losing a four overtime game like 13 seconds away from a fifth overtime and then you lose that game, that's a series ender. Like, you're not going to come back from that. You're not going to recover from that. Reversely, even though you said before, that my bet on the Stars won't make it, I still have faith in the Stars to come back. Maybe, if they, right. If, if, they, if they return serve when they're both their home games, they're plus 310 right now to win the series, which is not, it's basically saying that, like, yeah, Vegas deserves to be the favorite, but we're not going to be, you know, it's not a, a, an incredible favorite. Um, That that ending goal, that the tying goal that uh got the Knights in game two to the to the overtime, where obviously they ended up winning it as well. The play that Ryan Suter, the, the two plays that Ryan Suter makes in about five seconds, when he's behind the net, lets the puck get stolen from him. And then instead of clearing out the the uh the slot and and creating space for his goalie to see the the players and see the puck, he lets the guy stand there and uh, Marches, I believe, was the one who scored. And just two amazingly bad defensive plays by a guy who's had a great career, obviously with the Preds, all star, quite a number of years. But in like five seconds, like lets that happen. It was a sloppy game from the stars. So my bet, my best bet is plus 310, the stars will recover, win the games at home. And then it's a best of three. Um, and I just do like the stars if they just stop playing sloppy because that was a really boneheaded play, two plays by, by Suter there.
0: You know what? I was lo- just looking it up here. Um, it's hard to really get too excited about making that. Uh, I'm, I'm listening to you as you go there, um, but also wanted to give you what the juice is on, you know, is that is? Oh, I meant to tell Hench that. No, yeah. Um, on Caesars, you can now get 2024 NBA title odds. And the good news for Hench and all Celtics fans, hey, shortest odds along with the Nugs there, plus 550 if you want to put something on them with their presumed new coach nuggets now minus 210 to win the title if you want to do something on that i would dig in on the series betting options there and see if you can find something that uh, is a little more favorable for putting some loot in your pocket i'm gonna go against it i'm gonna take uh what i just said i'm not gonna pick these games i will take uh i will take the canes to get right here you know what let's uh, go with them uh Nah, that's not right. I guess you could just, yeah, just take them on the money line. I think uh, the Canes go down there and return the favor to the fans in Miami, right? It's, no? it, it,
4: I don't know. I think I think it's the Panthers may sweep them. I really do think that. I think hmm. just the juice from Kachuk winning both those games the fashion they did. Four-overtime game, and you come out the wrong end of that is not good. Plus, don't love them flip-flopping goalies. Both resulted in a loss. It's so weird, yeah. At, at, in net. I don't like that. Uh, I, I mean, it probably won't be a sweep. I'd say probably five. But uh, I, I don't know, maybe they'll pick up a game here, uh, but I, I do. Oh, like so then this is the one
0: to play. play. Yeah, it's very Mike Keenan. He did not settle on a goaltender this deep into the playoffs. It doesn't generally um, work out when you when you go that route. Um, yeah. I'll, but yeah, I like the Canes there and we'll cut it off here. I had some other ones to get to, but all right, we've gone on long enough here. Um, We appreciate you listening in. And uh, by the way, we appreciate you dropping us a line. Everybody who does listen to that at minus three pod, that's how you do it. Love to interact with you. Eddie Spaghetti gets in there. I get in there, bounce off you. Um, Drop us a line. Let us know what you think, uh, what you want to hear about, what you disagree with, what you agree with. We'll respond to you that way. And of course, make sure you're listening to all the great shows on the Extra Points Network, tracking them all down. Extrapoints.com is how you do that. We'll be back later in the week. Um, and I'm trying to think of what our schedule is going to look like Eddie spaghetti, but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll,
4: it'll be released. It's still Thursday,
0: Thursday. Okay. So we'll have a, a fresh one for you on Thursday. Spread the good word. In the meantime, um, tell your pals, tell your enemies. If you hate the show, have them, uh, download, subscribe, all the rest of it. And, uh, until next time, thanks so much sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.